Hello and welcome to the Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hunt. I'm re-recording the audio for this episode because it has been our significantly highest rated episode. So I felt like this intro needed to be touched up at least a little bit. First and foremost, I want to acknowledge that this is an episode on the Foo Fighters, and it came out right after and because of Taylor Hawkins' tragic passing away. So we wanted to dedicate this episode directly to him, his family, and all of his bandmates. Uh, we as fans were the least touched by his loss, um, but we also can acknowledge how much we appreciated him, how he was an absolute anchor for the band, how much he made us laugh, and every one of the Foo Fighters music videos going all the way back as far as I can remember, and his sensational vocal and drumming performances that every time I saw, he absolutely kicked ass. So thank you, and let's continue to listen to the Foo Fighters and remember how awesome they were, and hopefully they're still going to be. So let's talk about the Foo Fighters. Dude. We're coming hot off... Uh, Taylor, my guy. And Taylor Hawkins dying. Yeah. And uh, I like I want to bring this up as like we're we're not capitalizing on a tragedy. We're two people who actively just lo- like, like like love like li- like listening to them and love and like this their music is for for years at this point where we have already bought tickets to Boston Calling specifically to see the Foo Fighters for the- to see them like like so like solely basically like that's yeah I don't I mean I liked the Struts but I liked the Struts because they were a good accompanying band the, they, the they, 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 yeah they were good like they were a good bit like um uh the opening basically to the Foo Fighters yeah, that, that was I, it basically same thing I I like cheap trick would I go to a Cheap Tricks concert? Probably not. No! You want to hear Surrender and then that's it, basically. That's all you want to hear Dream Place is a great song. I will defend Cheap Trick on that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. The Foo Fighters are incredible. uh, I'm going through... All their songs right now. Yes. Big time. Well, so I... Funnily enough, was listening to... Or, I wasn't listening to, but I was watching the Studio 666 movie which I legally ripped off the internet uh, last night by myself. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to throw this on. I'm going to super enjoy it. And it's going to be really funny, like this horror comedy kind of Shaun of the Dead thing. And it's really stupid, not particularly good, but I loved it the entire time because it made me laugh. And there's a lot of stupid scenes with Dave Grohl, but the music's actually really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are, like, it was pretty funny. But then I woke up this morning, and the first text I get from Ellie is literally just, like, Taylor Hawkins died. And I have genuine emotional attachment to this guy, because what happened at the concert that we went to? Dude, he, like, he fucking played, not only, like, like, like one of the best, like, drumming performances I've ever seen, but uh, he played with the lead singer of the Struts, a cover of Under Pressure, where he was, um, so, uh, the cover did, uh, uh, Freddie Mercury's part, and then, uh, he did, um, what's his name's part? David Bowie. David Bowie's part. And it was just, like, like, one of the best covers to Under Pressure. A song that is flawless, by the way. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I did not think that could be done by, like, uh, anyone You're else. taking on Freddie Mercury. And and David Bowie, David Bowie, Bowie, who uh, icons that like 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 you can't surmount basically, and you're like kind of matching them, like like uh, the level of energy that they provided and was just insane. I I can honestly say that I'm a I'm a very well versed, um uh like concert goer, whatever you wanna wanna call it. I have seen most of the big acts from. 
you know, anywhere from McCartney, Elton John, The Stones, name it, like the classic rock guys. I've, I've pretty much seen all the big acts from the 60s and 70s, from The Who to Fleetwood Mac and, uh, you know, a- everyone onwards, Joe Walsh, like literally everyone, uh, Aerosmith, and of all the bands that I have seen, best concert performance, I would say easily top two is Foo Fighters. Yeah. McCartney may have edged him out on the grounds that McCartney has Beatles songs. That, that he can just, yeah, from. he can just take from and just like, just fucking rip them out. And... Uh, but Foo Fighters, oh my God, it's the, uh, the camaraderie that you see clearly on stage where they just genuinely like each other it, and they're having fun. They're, David Grohl might be like, if I could pick a lead singer who I wanted to play like guitar for, yeah, it would be David Grohl by far. I think I would probably agree with that. Dave Grohl is unbelievable. He's a very solid guitar player. I, I, I don't think he's ever doing anything that it's like, oh my God, I can't believe what he's, he's an incredible play. drummer. You, he's, he's, he did the drumming taught, for that under under pressure like yes uh like uh cover and he did amazing. He's the drums on Smells Like Team Spirit. If you ever exactly seriously listen to those drums and he says like oh I ripped him off and it's like that's that's great dude but you still had the genius to put them in that song in the first place. Yeah, it's uh, Dave Grohl is one of the top five greatest drummers of all time, but he's also a very solid singer. He's a very solid songwriter. He's a very solid guitar player, and then he's surrounded by guys that are fabulous guitar players and fabulous songwriters. Taylor Hawkins was an unbelievable drummer, and he's unbelievable I drummer. Just, like I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I really am just so like, it's, it's, it's a tragedy. Like he was only fifty years old. I'm, I'm, I'm generally so like, like I will never forget. Um, the last song, like they, they played uh, "Best of You." Yeah. As their last song. Uh, of the night basically mm-hmm. and it lasted like they it, it lasted like 10 minutes because of like they played solos or anything and yeah. I remember his, his drum solo mm-hmm. and it was just it was awesome it's just in my head uh, they did um, Boston's uh, it was either a long time or more than a feeling and I forget that and Taylor came out and sang it Oh, I think awesome. I, yeah, yeah. And I think they yeah, only I, yeah. did the they only did like the first verse, and I was rip shit that they yeah. didn't f- finish it. Yeah, and they were just kind of like laughing it off, like haha, we love that old shit. And it was like, yeah, so do I. Yeah, Can yeah, we keep, finish yeah, yeah, the yeah, song? yeah, yeah. Keep going, please. But the next thing that they did was under pressure, and uh, very seriously, I'll never be able to see Queen in my lifetime because Freddie Mercury died before I was born. Yeah, but. Having and and David Bowie died before I very like started going to concerts, but having that moment with a song that I genuinely liked, I won't say that Under Pressure was my favorite Queen song or my favorite David Bowie song. It was, Not, it was no, no, I wouldn't say it either. But like, it's just so iconic it's, that it's just like yeah, it, it, it's just something that you like you never like uh, for someone that like just like has grown up like in the two thousands, you never mm-hmm. expected to hear like that like. That song basically like performed and that's, live. It it was that well. Anyways, it so took me by left field, and it's one of the great. I can I, and I how surprised were we? We were we were like like I I remember being spellbound. Me like, are they really doing a fucking under pressure cover I, right now? It's it's bad of me to say that it's one of the greatest moments of my life. But it really was. I just, it, that connection with the music and the people. And you have Fenway that's filled to the brim. Oh. And we had seats that we may or may not have paid for and then snuck <laughs> into. But we were right near the stage in this huge kind of mosh pit area. And then you have 40,000 people screaming the lyrics to Under Pressure because every single person knows the words. And when you have 40,000 people that can be silent on the turn of a knife just because the pause is there in the lyrics and then in the next second hit that Freddie Mercury high notes, I, it was unbelievable. It was awesome. And yeah. that's, uh, you know, they played every Foo Fighters song that I wanted to hear, including the newer ones. 
They played a lot of the newer ones that I, that I didn't even know, but I was happy to hear. I am the always Sky's game. Neighborhood was big yes, one and yes, Run. I thought yes, were also great yes, songs that yes, they both played. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm old, like I don't need like I for a concert. My 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 ideal concert is either one you play just all the hits and so like I'm I'm just singing along the entire time. But I've also been the concerts that where it's like oh, you play some hits and then like half of it is just like Songs that I don't know, but like I can just like like they're just jams, and that's and like, I I kind of I, I love that. I, yeah. I I like being surprised. I like deep tracks, and that's it. Kind of tough, because I obviously uh, I went concert going mostly with my dad for um, you know most of my high school slash college career. So that was I lo- saw a lot of those kind of legacy acts. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of what they did is that they would just straight up just play um you know their hits which is not it doesn't make for a bad concert but it doesn't make for a great concert especially like i saw the rolling stones at gillette whatever it was year and a half ago same thing like tickets were cheap they were like 70 bucks and it was you know not great seats not great sound Mm -hmm. but it was like i need to as a musician, I very seriously, I should see the Stones once in my life. And they were fine, but it was very much kind of a, a I don't want to say like corporate put together, but that's kind of what it was. Where it was like, you have these 80-year-old guys that are essentially on puppet strings that kind of go out and do their thing. And I'm not, I don't really want to shit on the dead, especially because I saw them before Charlie Watts had died. Yeah. Which is cool to be able to say that I saw the Complete Stones, but um, they played a couple of songs that were like deep tracks that I liked, but it was very much like, we're going to play every hit song and then we'll play like two deep tracks. And I didn't, I don't love that for a concert. I love when you play, you're going to play a big hit song. Yeah. Then you're going to do like three deep tracks and then you're going to play a deep, uh, a, a big hit song. Yeah. And that's like Tom Petty when I saw him, luckily, like months before he died. I so, would, I, so no, tragedy I, when he died because I like, like, mm-hmm. like folks, like, like I, like that is, he's one of my favorite musicians of all time and I never got to see him and it's still like a regret of mine that I never saw him in, in person. Um, we'll do a whole episode. On Tom Petty. Oh, whole episode on Tom Petty. Like um, that—that's no doubt because of how much like I love him. If like like Ben loves him too, but like, let me talk. Like, oh. I I I will say I love Tom Petty dearly. He's one of my top ten favorite artists. But I I do think that you actually love him more than I do, and I I can say that unselfishly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, his. We can get into it like next time, like we t- we talk about him. But like I just, I he has one of my favorite songs. Uh, like wildflower, wildflowers is like one of my favorite songs of all time. And like I can get into like how much I love to play it, how much like it, like it speaks to me. But like, let's go back to to so, Taylor. Yeah, I was gonna say so. So point being is that um, I kind of feel like the Grim Reaper of rock and roll. Because I saw Charlie Watts, you know, um, before he died, I saw, um, uh, I saw, um, uh, Tom Petty right before he died. I saw, um, Taylor Hawkins not too long before. But, but like, we saw Taylor Hawkins, like, like a couple years ago, I would say. It was... Yeah, I'm just throwing it in there for effect. It's for, for effect, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, they might like to hear, like, conspiracy theory (laughs) what can I say as a member of the Illuminati (laughs) (laughs) I deemed him dead no (laughs) he was uh, was getting into a little too much of the uh, understanding what was going on behind closed doors and he needed to go Um, no like I incredible drummer I just finishing the thought is I saw Tom Petty right before he died and Tom Petty did a perfect balance of he he was playing a lot of the songs off Wildflowers because it was the something like 30, 40th anniversary of Wildflowers which was his first solo album which was fabulous and he was going through all 
and playing all the songs and it was it was great it was very it was a very very good concert but then he would you know stop every two or three songs and then be like cool like we're gonna do free falling now and then he'd do two or three songs and he'd be like all right we're gonna do learn to fly right now and then two or three songs and then he'd be like cool we're gonna do mary jane's last dance right and then two or three songs and then he'd be like you don't know how it feels and it's like that's exactly the energy that you should have because i do want to come away from a concert and be like you know what i didn't know is that that song was a banger and even the stones did that with um like dead flowers in the dirt or, yeah. or dead flowers is uh is a good song and there were and angie may have been another one that i i, I had heard in like the background of stuff but mm-hmm. when i went to the concert it was good but um as for the Foo Fighters, it was just the level of energy that was out on the stage. They did. They absolutely. I think every single and, one of them. Was yeah, exhausted. I, I'm. I'm gonna full heartedly like you have to, like God rest uh, Taylor Hawkins and everything. Like I like, he's in a better place now. Hopefully, um, you have to go see the Foo Fighters though. Still, even even like. He, they put on one of the best performances I've ever I've ever seen. Dave mm-hmm. Grohl is fantastic. He brings like he, like they may not they may not have your like your favorite songs of all time, but everyone knows the Foo Fighters and like they bring like the energy to a whole new level. Like when it comes to performing like their songs, so like if you like energy when it comes to your concerts, fucking go see them. Like it's just an unreal experience. It is I would say it's probably the best rock and roll concert that you're going to see. These right n- right now, the best yeah. rock and roll concert. Yeah, absolutely. Just hands and, down. Yeah. Um so my question to to Mr. Reggie Wilder yeah. here is going to be what is your favorite Foo Fighters song? Oh my if you can give me a top three, I will also accept that. Monkey Wrench is a fucking banger. I, that's always been one of yours. I it's, like it's, Monkey it, Wrench. It, it's such an I, underlying one that yeah, just like people I'm don't think like, of. It's, it's kind of second tier to me. It is. It, it's a second tier song. It's not like... It, it, it's just like... I think it's just catchy and I just think it's just like... Mm-hmm. It, like the uh, chorus of it is just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monkey Wrench. I, I don't know. I, I, I like it a lot. Um, the best... The, the best song that they have though... You can't go wrong with Best of You. You really can't go wrong. Like, it, it's, it, it's everyone's favorite really. But like I saw it in person and I saw all those like... All the people's... Uh, I'm going to pretend like I haven't re-recorded this ad 15 times. Hi, I'm Ben Hunt. I hate to interrupt your lovely podcast experience with this ad, but I'm going to anyway. Why? Because Anchor needs me to. So I'm really never going to advertise for anything that I don't believe in. And Anchor, I actually believe in. So... Anchor is an app or a website that allows me to do everything I need to for the podcast. It allows me to record and edit right from my phone or my computer. It also allows me to distribute my podcasts on every listening platform you can think of, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even Stitcher. So basically, it's a one-stop shop for everything you need in a podcast. And best of all, it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So like what like like with Best of You, it like when we saw it live, it was insane. It was like, crazy. It was crazy. It lasted like fucking 10 mm-hmm. minutes and like people like came up with like the fucking f- their phone lights or like the lighters and shit like that all around and like everyone was just saying like oh Oh, <laughs> like it, it oh, <laughs> exactly the the best, the best, the best. So the I best think, I think you. my hero. It's so, it, it's uh, oh my god. I think it's, my hero was right there too. I think I always pair off those songs because I kind of think they're both like yeah that are right there. Just, it, uh, what's we call it? Is someone getting the best of you? And then just, there goes my hero. And, Watch him as he goes. And, and is is that yours? 
my favorite food fighters. Yeah. Oh, you had to ask me now. So I think right now, um, controversial opinion. I mean, classic Foo Fighters song. I don't know. I love Walk and yeah. Long Road to Ruin yep. are both right there. Um, but I will say that I was a little disappointed with their newer album that had The Skies, The Neighborhood, and Run On. And I, for, I, I forget the name of the, the album that came out, but that came out like three, four years ago. And I remember being a little disappointed. And I liked Run and I liked Sky Was The Neighborhood. But the rest of the songs, I was kind of mad on. But then they came out with Bad Medicine or, or New Medicine or whatever the hell the new album is. What was that song that you sent me that was Bad. absolutely unreal? Ah, uh, Making a Fire. Yeah, that was fucking... That was the first time that I was like, oh, shit. Shit. So they, um, they, they cut their own version just straight up of like normal punk rock. Um, Foo Fighters of Making a Fire, yep. which right off the bat, I heard it on 92.5, uh, The River, uh, you know, one of our sponsors, um, oh. independent rock radio, but um, I, I heard them right from the get-go, and I heard that song and was just like, oh, cool, like, I love, like, that the Foo Fighters have written a new great song that's clearly going to be a number one hit. Awesome. And then fast forward like a week or two of me listening to this awesome new Foo Fighters song that very much had a nice hook in my ear that I was like, this is just, like, prime-time Foo Fighters. Yeah. Which, you know, 15 years after they wrote their last, like, number one hit, they have this unbelievable song, and no one's really talking about it. Then they released the, I think it's Mark Ronson, or Mike or Mark uh, Rowanson, or something along those lines, did a recut of the song with them. But it's a much more stripped back version, which is Dave Grohl kind of singing, and then you have this like sympathy for the devil instrumentation mm-hmm. that's very like acoustic, yeah. kind of you know it's it, it, a percussive based song that just kind of fucking grooves, mm-hmm. and right from the get go, I'm like, ooh, son of a bitch, like. Might be my favorite Foo Fighters song. Right now, right now. But Times Like These is also right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I I really like Everlong, and it's obviously their most popular. But Everlong is their most popular, yeah. Controversially, I think it's ten times the song as an acoustic than it is electric. I have heard the acoustic version, and it is, like, spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like... Most of the, most of their songs like you can do acoustic and like it's still very good. I've heard the best of you acoustic before and it's still like very good. That's also fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what uh, what were the other um, big ones that I was listening to today. I I love learning to fly. Learning to fly is so oh yeah. So it's good. just a classic perfect like earworm. Yeah, that's great. Um, all of me is a uh, is a good one too. Mm-hmm. Um, Monkey Wrench, obviously, and then uh, my buddy Andrew, who's, who's certainly going to be on the podcast in the in the future. Funnily enough, we were arguing about the Foo Fighters once again yesterday before we found out about. Um, it's Taylor such Hawkins. a cool yeah, it's such a coincidence it is. that it's, happens. It's very you know weird. what's funny because like uh, one of one of me and Ben's uh, great buddies. Um, I'll 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 say I'll say his name Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's been listening to Everlong. Yeah, and he said it last night to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were at a bar together, and I was just like, "Oh, you listen to Everlong?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm listening on repeat. I just love it." Mm-hmm. And fucking Taylor Hawkins just dies the next I know, day. I know. And it's crazy just... how like like it, it it's. And he really was kind of like the the second face of the Foo Fighters, and Dave. He Grohl, was the second face of the Foo Fighters. No and doubt about it. Uh, uh, Dave Grohl has openly said, <laughs> "Excuse you." Excuse me. Um, Dave Grohl has said on multiple occasions where he's just like, "Oh yeah, Taylor Hawkins kind of like you know he's my well." First of all, he just flat out says like he's my best friend, and um, obviously, like you have a guy that can back up Dave Grohl on drums that Dave Grohl approves of, like. Talk about the level of talent there. But then the fact that he can come out behind Whoa, the drums and he, sing Queen. And, a, and just am, amazing singing voice. It's just like a fucking, like, 
I like he has a beautiful singing voice. I believe it was it might have been CNN, but I I, I think it was Rolling Stone that I read this morning because obviously you found out he died. Was the um, the review basically said that uh, Taylor Hawkins and they were quoting an earlier review of Taylor Hawkins basically has front man energy and is a side man. Yeah. Just because of Dave Grohl yeah. and Dave Grohl openly says like I let him shine as much as he wants to as much as he possibly can but he always kind of had that insecurity of you know he's not Dave Grohl he's not the drummer for Nirvana which I didn't realize he, uh, Taylor Hawkins is also the drummer for Alanis Morissette so he's Dude, the he, drummer on yeah, he, yeah 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 <laughs> I was literally about to say before he became the drummer for Foo Fighters like he was a drummer for Alanis uh, Morissette yeah and he okay. didn't come become the Foo Fighters drummer until 1997 I want to say yeah yep yeah. I think that's I think that's the right year. Yeah. Which is bananas. It's also bananas to me that the, the Foo Fighters got started in 94. Because I always thought uh, Nirvana lasted longer than it did, but it was really only... Kurt like Cobain lasted... year period. No, Kurt Cobain, I think, died in 94. Yeah. And, that's, and then Foo Fighters just immediately started. That's what I'm talking about. Is yeah. that it was literally like Nirvana was only a, 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 a three-year period. Yeah, no, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of weird to think about that. Like it is bananas, and that's how pop, but that's how popular they were. They were gonna be like fucking Absolutely. huge. I, no, they were fucking huge. They, yeah, no, I, I can't just say they weren't. Uh, like, yeah, my hard take on Nirvana is gonna be that I think that they had one of the greatest drummers of all time. I think they have one of the greatest guitar players of all time. I think they have one of the greatest bass players of all time. And I think Kurt Cobain as a singer was un. I think they made Unreal. absolutely fabulous music. I, I'm not wowed by Kurt Cobain's voice or lyrics. Really? Yeah. Lyrics, lyrics I can see. Voice. I I think he just kind of groans into the... Okay. And he has a distinctive voice. Yeah. But I would argue that distinctive doesn't necessarily mean great. And that's people... Ooh. He died Ooh. young and he obviously died tragically. Ooh. So people like to mythologize him and make him. Um, that's appear. and that and that's also true. But like I very, like yeah, it's the same thing with as like, a person who's a, a sucker. Who's Hendrix. a sucker? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. a sucker uh, for that kind of stuff? And John Denver, in a little, in yes, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. John Denver. He didn't. John Denver did not have the best voice, but I, I like. He had a great voice. I didn't think we were coming to this in the Food Fighters, but yeah. I will stand by. John Denver had a fucking great voice. Don't you dare say a bad word about he it. He had fucking it, un- incredible songs. Yes. And he, and he, had, a, he, had, a, he had a he had a good voice. I great would, voice? I, ooh, okay. All right. That's fair. Did he have a very good voice? I would say yes. He had a very good singing voice. Up for the bait. I, I would say up for the bait. I, like, like, do uh, I love all the songs? Here? All right. Top, yeah, exactly. He's, he's top tier. Like, uh, I, uh, I would say because, like, I would say, I would say. Uh, of, uh, all right, all right. This is why I'm bringing it up because, like, if you're saying John Denver mm-hmm. is up there, Kirk Cobain is right there with him. I would disagree. I think that John uh, Denver is, is better. Is, is okay. technically a better singer than Kirk Cobain, which is really funny because we're gonna get so much shit in the comments for this. We are. You are. Um, yeah. But. Uh, because I, I don't I, agree, but like I, they're gonna agree with me. They're gonna agree with Reggie because I don't agree with you. <laughs> but I would also stand by. I think that John Denver is a better artist than Kurt Cobain, which really makes me sound like I'm gonna have like glasses and suspenders on. But if you look lyrically at John Denver's songs, he is ten times the writer that Kurt Cobain is. Uh, his he, voice. Kurt Cobain's he, a mo- more of a modern writer, though. Like he's yeah, more of yeah, like, yeah. He has he, a more modernist the, he, style. Exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah I, he does not like. He doesn't have like like. I, I, John Denver has a more like a poetry uh, poetry kind of style to him. Yes, which I agree. like. You can see that with fucking. Um, yes. So my argument is is that Kurt Cobain had a genius for melody and an absolute genius for guitar playing. I really do think that uh, Kurt Cobain is like arguably one of the greatest guitar players of all time because if you listen to what he's doing rhythmically and, and, uh, and melodically to the songs that he is playing, it is fantastic. However, if you're looking at it lyrically, it's very punk, it's very grunge, and they don't put as much thought into the lyrics and they don't make it mm. as like 
I, you know, saying that lyrics are like romantic before their time is delineating the lyrics before their time. It's just he writes very stream of consciousness, modernist lyrics. Yeah, modernist. Which yeah, which, I would which, argue, like you do, you don't like yeah. Which no, no no no. So I would argue is well yes it's not my favorite, but. Dave Grohl writes those same style and it's better. And lyrics, and, it's better. and he writes them it's, ten it's, times it's, better. It's better. And yeah. that's I like the Foo Fighters better than I like Nirvana, which other people may be like, "Oh, how could you ever say that about Nirvana?" And it's like, no, no, no. Part of the intrigue of Nirvana is that it's the band that, what if, what if, and that's my argument is that uh, they were a very good band. But I don't necessarily think that they deserve the the rabid praise. People put them up there with like Queen and Zeppelin and the Beatles, which is like, insane. Yeah, I think that's the Chili Peppers ridiculous. are better than them. Like during that time, like I think Chili Peppers are right after like uh, what like. I, I like the Chili Peppers better than. Nirvana. I don't know. I would say that they're neck and neck. I think really? Like, yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a oh, fair. I think yeah. It's a fair argument. I don't disagree I mean, with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like it. Might it might be preference, but like I love the Chili Peppers way more than Nirvana. Way more. I don't know. I don't know. Same thing. Where like instrumentally, I think that Nirvana was such a tight unit music that they were they really really were able to do it so good and there were so many I, different parts yeah you can point yeah out like and what the fuck like yeah. that riff is fucking unbelievable yeah. you could say that you know yeah if you listen to the drums on smells like team spirit i like, oh my I, god i the, think the baseline i I, I think that like um i really do think that the red hot chili peppers like brought like a new like type of like it's very california pop. yeah and yeah. it's fucking awesome. I so I'm. It's less, a new. It's a new. It was a new like genre almost I'm, like I'm music. Definitely, it, I don't know if I would say a new genre of music. It was I'm, different though. It was it was yes, it was yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. It was a different kind yes, of rock yes, than you were yeah. normally hearing. And Nirvana was a different kind of rock. And I would say, but it, it was different from Nirvana. Kind of yeah, but it yes. was different from Nirvana. Yes. So it was I, just like it was just, it was just interesting. So, getting back to the to the argument of. Um, uh, of Kurt Cobain being a great singer, my argument is gonna be. I will, I will, I, I, I love, I love, yeah. I think Eddie Vedder, ten times the singer. However, Eddie Vedder's a good singer. I mean, I can't, I can't like. I, I can't argue with that. Like, I was say, like, you're just same, like same time period, Audio Slave. I would say that Chris Cornell. Ten times. I mean, like you're just yeah, yeah. You're naming but, two of like the some of the best singers of all time. Yeah, exactly. But they're they are punk or grunge contemporaries of him, and I think both of them were better lyricists, and I think both of them were better uh, singers. Chris Cornell probably was probably the best of them. I, Eddie Vedder's right there. I think uh, I think lyrically, Cornell was probably a better lyricist. But I think Vetter probably had the best voice and still you does think? probably has um, the best voice. But he doesn't. Vetter, he always missed it slightly for me. And it's like, I like Pearl Jam, but they never. They need like they, yeah, one yeah, song yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. it really. I don't know. They don't have like a song that no, works to you. Yeah. It's no. very just kind of like. And it's like I, you know, I like I like them, mm. but you need something that like you can sink your teeth into. And I, I, I feel like Vetter didn't have. And I would say Nirvana, I didn't necessarily like or agree with the lyrics, but he, Kurt, uh, Cobain was a a, a a a genius for getting that really those hooks were into you whether you liked it or not. And that I would say that's probably his genius. And people try and play up like, oh, Kurt was, um, you know, he was an absolute genius for his time. And it's like, no, he died young, so you're going to oversell it. Nirvana might have been the biggest band at the time, but if they had kept going, like, who knows? Like, Pearl Jam may have easily overtaken them because Eddie Vedder's a better singer. Audio Slave may have easily overtaken them because Cornell's a better singer and a better lyricist. Like, Like a Stone is a fabulous song, let alone, uh, what's we call it, uh, Black Hole Sun, I would argue, is better mm, than anything yep, that yep. Nirvana ever came out with. Yep. 
Uh, so it's it, it's tough. Uh, they're also stylistically different. I um, I maintain. Uh, <laughs> it, it it it's sad to say, but the best thing that came out of Nirvana is the Foo Fighters. <laughs> is it, Dave Grohl came out and just made a better band is kind of what it comes down to i it, you know it's it, people may argue and say like hey man you're missing out like nirvana I, I appreciate what nirvana did which is they went through a long period of the 80s where people were listening to fucking rick astley and Ugh. you know madonna and yeah. they were just like cut the shit we're gonna play five chords on the guitar that are all two finger chords but we're gonna scream our balls off and it's kind of like, yeah, that's, you know, music should come from that emotional place and not be this, um, uh, like, baffle you with bullshit nonsense that people are really trying to push nowadays, where it's kind of more about the spectacle. And Nirvana very seriously was like, it's about our emotions and it's about the music. Yeah. And that's the fucking way it should be. Yeah, there's not, like, um, there are, like, artists still around, like, that, like, want to, like, bring about, like, that emotional, like, they they don't want to do it for, like, um, they, there are a few artists nowadays that want to bring about, like, an emotional response to people, but they're they're still out there and I do appreciate when it happens. So my argument um, is um I I think Ed Sheeran is one of those guys. Ed Sheeran there there are a bunch of artists still out there it's just fewer now. You don't I, see it as yes. often. Well, it was you kind of had the heyday in the 70s of everyone was just straight out there of like yeah, I'm going to write my songs and I'm going to Yeah, write about like what like yeah, what, yeah, how, to, how, to, how to bring about people's emotions. Eagles, you had Elton John. You how had to bring Zeppelin, about people's yeah. like what people are thinking about at that time. Exactly. And right. you yeah, don't get that a lot nowadays. Um, it's it, you have fifty seven producers on one song, and they're gonna you know debate whether or not now is the time to uh, release it because demographics and all this shit. I would say like one of my like uh, one of my favorite rappers actually Juice World, um, he re- he he died like uh, I think last year, and I was so sad because he was one of the few rappers that actually like like talked about topics like he was a big like mental illness and like like the depression like type of guy and like mm-hmm. he like like spoke that in his songs or song his songs were fucking awesome mm-hmm. because he just like talked about like 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 that topic and stuff like that like every day like he wasn't like a uh rapper that talked about like things that you would like mm-hmm. the ordinary person would never like feel like like actually get like experience I, anyways I was gonna say, so it, yeah yeah it was it, it was it's it's fresh and like 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 new and stuff like that but he fucking uh died of an overdose and it's just like it's a shame because like i love think i love singers and songwriters that can relate to everybody no matter like what like person you are um, gender or really age, like if you if, like if you can speak to somebody, like, um, universally, then you made a really good song. And that's uh, I'll bring it back to the Foo Fighters. Um, times like these for you know talk about lyrics that just kind of hit you in the uh, coccyx of emotion. Like yeah, exactly yeah. Like Foo Fighters like make has made so many songs that they just hit you. I mean, I'm, I'm specifically, I would think of, um, you know, he has, uh, Dave Grohl, obviously, is the, is the main lyricist, but, um, he writes lines of, uh, you know, um, there are, uh, these are the times that make you learn to live again. Um, the, you know, I, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little divided. I don't know whether to stay or go. But these, uh, you, these are the times that make you learn to live again. And it's just, you know, uh, you can try and uh, delineate or play off some of these lyrics as, like, punk rock. Like, there's nothing there. But if you if you really kind of pan for gold, like a, 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 a lyrical prospector, there, there's a lot that you're going to find with the Foo Fighters. And I, I, very seriously, I think they're... Mm, First of all, they got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the first year that they entered, 
which I think is hysterical because Madonna is and Michael Jackson is all are also in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I think is laughable. Not that they aren't great artists in their own right. Madonna has her place. I'm not delineating Madonna as much as I'd like to delineate Madonna because she's a laughable comic <laughs> golem buffoon. But um, the fact that she's in the Rock and, rock and Roll Hall of Fame is laughable. Yeah. But the fact that the Foo Fighters came up and that everyone was like, obviously the Foo Fighters coming in. It's just, it's cool to have, they were a band that was like my generation. And they were a little bit before my generation. They were right before like our generation. They, 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 and they but like, just, like the, the Pretender was oh, one of their biggest songs. Yeah. And that was like one of the first YouTube videos that I ever saw. And yeah. I remember looking at Dave Grohl and being like, oh, he looks like Johnny Damon. Yep. Like that. And I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm in a band and I play guitar now. And I remember that moment of watching that music video and being like, that's what rock and roll is. Like, I want to play guitar. Like, yeah. that's awesome. I want to be Dave Grohl. And the, the fact that after the storm of controversy and the social upheaval and this reevaluation of values and all of this shit has gone on in America and the fact that, you know, 20 plus years later, I can still look at Dave Grohl and be like, I want to be fucking Dave Grohl. Well, not I. I you know I don't want to have sex with him, but I I actually. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. We're uh, we're gonna plead the fifth on that one, but um, like it is, it's just it, it, Dave Grohl ha, ha, consistently has remained my idol for twenty years, and the fact that he's been able to do it with literally no besmirchment on his record, and it's not not whatsoever. Just genuinely a great guy who writes good music. He's, Literally, like I, I, I can't say a bad word about him. I can't say a bad word, um, about Taylor. I, I just again, like I'm just, I really am devastated. Like I, like I, rem- just remember so vividly when he came up, and I had no idea. I really didn't like. I didn't know uh, the drummer to the Foo Fighters that much. Like like you, like I liked the Foo Fighters, but I didn't mm-hmm. know like. I know Dave. I knew Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl. I knew. I was just like, oh yeah, he's the lead singer, mm-hmm. and I was just like, who's this fuck? Who's this, who, where the, where's yeah. the fucking drummer? Like, are they are they fucking switching places right now? Like, exactly. like Dave Grohl is fucking mm-hmm. gonna be the drummer right now. That's, I like, thought they were gonna play it "Smells Like Team Spirit," and they fucking. And they brought the Struts lead singer out, and they played, and Taylor, like, did David Bowie's part. Probably better than David Bowie could do, like, himself. With it. Like, but when you have, you literally have 40,000 people, and their balls are in your hand, and everyone's hair standing up on the back of their necks, and you're just... It, it, you're, it, it, you're it was a crazy, there. it was a, it was crazy to experience that. It was, I... I will always thank uh, Taylor Hawkinson for that. It it he's probably one of the best uh, drummers I've ever seen live, and he's. I mean, always... I was gonna say him and Dave were easily the best. I mean, Ringo was great, but Ringo was uh, in his seventies when I saw him. Yeah, Charlie Watts was the same thing, where he was late seventies or eighties when yeah. I saw him. But as you know, they were obviously fabulous drummers. Um, I think I saw Zach Starkey too, funnily enough, but uh, or Joey Kramer. But still, it's just I I genuinely think um, it might have been just I saw Taylor Hawkins in his forties and everyone else was in their seventies, and he was fabulous. But really, every band that I've ever seen, I genuinely think that uh, Taylor Hawkins was definitely the best drummer. Mm. Uh, not. To mention just showmanship. Oh. Like, man, I want to see the Foo Fighters again. But also... He uh, was so fucking cool. He was just a cool... Yeah. Again, it was just him and, like, I, I him and uh, Dave Grohl were like, were, like, the stars of that show to me. Absolutely. That concert that we went and to. that's not to delineate any of the other no. members of oh, the no. Foo Fighters. Oh, no. Because they're all fucking awesome. From the bass player to the two other guitar players, they are 
Unreal. Unreal. They do. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, Absolutely unreal. It's just they're a little bit more comfortable kind of like taking a step back. Which is which is absolutely and be, like, like yeah. don't like like don't ever think like taking a step back from like being like in a really good band is a bad thing. Look at George Harrison and Ringo. I was literally about to say George Harrison. We always bring it back to the Beatles. Which always bring it back to the Beatles. What Look at George Harrison yes. and fucking Ringo, it, and then they made fucking magic. And that's what uh, fucking they did with it, this concert. Uh, me, uh, me and my buddy were talking about this. Where we were recording music not uh, too long ago. We we're debating what the guitar solo was gonna be, and I was so hardcore adamant of like it's not a guitar solo for the sake of being a guitar solo because that's what ass hats in Guns N' Roses do. Not to shit on Slash because Slash is unbelievable. And I thank you, love thank you. Music. I was about to be really rip shit because you do hate eighties music, eighties rock mostly. Aside from Def Leppard, <laughs> yes. But we'll get. Into I'm glad that, that we'll you said you don't. You like Def Leppard. I fucking weirdly, weirdly, it's not good. It's but fantastic. I fucking love it. It's fantastic. We'll get into just eighties rock we, in general. I, I very and happily. I will fucking we'll do a whole episode. On eight, yeah, we'll do a whole episode rip you on how wrong you are. How wrong you are. <laughs> but um, but thank you for saying that. Slash George, is good yes, though. But George PCS. Harrison as a guitar player was the complete and utter antithesis of this Eddie Van Halen. I'm gonna do. A guitar solo for 20 minutes and make it like, oh man, you wouldn't believe how fast I can play notes, which became the rage in the late 70s and then literally all through the 80s. And it was just, I'm going to crowd as many notes into this and make it as fast and as technically right as I possibly can. And that was the style. And it was definitively Eddie Van Halen started that style. Totally fair. Totally valid that he, he created something different. I actively just, it's not mine. I don't like it. And what the genius of George Harrison was being able to, I'm going to write a guitar solo that just kind of serves the song. So if you listen to any of, especially the early Beatles stuff, there's a guitar solo and it is definitely George playing it. And George is just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to play like a quick little 10 second solo and it's going to, rhythmically move the song it's gonna make melodic sense he probably sat down and worked 20 hours on it just so it was exactly perfect and then you would play through and i think the a lot of the players in the food fighters are exactly excuse me that level of meticulous but i also think that they're very much like a group of guys that collectively are just like hey we're here to make good music and it's not about you know, the Daisy syndrome of I need to reach the hunt, the sun the fastest and then everyone gets jealous and has to cut that person down. It's very much like every one of them is fabulous in yeah. their job. So yeah. they all collectively grow together and that's, you know, it's, it's one of the ideal bands. It's the best, I would hands down say it's the best di- band dynamic that I've ever seen because even the Beatles were so bitchy yeah. to George. And I, the Foo Fighters, no. I, I, I wouldn't say that... You know. I've never heard anything uh, uh, bad about that. I've never heard anything bad about, like, any, like, the fucking, um... Like, the really... Like, I've only heard good things that Dave Grohl is just amazing to his bandmates and just, like, amazing to his crew. So it's just, like... Mm-hmm. I, like, I, if, it, it, I, if, I, if I ever to be part of a band... Foo Fighters would be on, like, the top of the list of, like, bands I'd want to be a part of. Absolutely. Alright, so... If you were in a band, and you could choose any band on the planet that has ever existed before or since, what would you choose that you can be part of that band? Fuck Beethoven. Aggressive. Fuck that dude. <laughs> uh, deaf, so he couldn't even hear you say it. True. Uh, no, it's it's it was Beethoven. Yeah, I, I would yeah. just mouth fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, bitch. Yeah, um, tap it out in Morse code. <laughs> um, that's that's uh, I bet like the the band that I want to join the most. Oh, that's such a hard question. 
right? Because, like, there's a difference between, like, what I'd want the most, but, like, what would be the most fun? What, all right, so what is the band you'd want the most? The, what would it be the band that I want the most? I'm 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 running through the list of like all the seventies bands that I w- I, that I would probably want to join. Any band is is kind of what it was. I I would not want to be part of Fleetwood Mac. No, no, Fleetwood Mac would be like one of my least favorites. Um, I would, like like dude, I fuck that rela- all those relationships. That would be that would be exactly. toxic yeah. shit. I don't want that. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, uh, Elton John. I feel like I would have such a good time writing songs with Bernie Taupin. Yeah, like, but like, like, I like, think stylistically, I, I, a lot of the stuff. I, I think I'd get yelled at by Elton John constantly. Kinda, so I just I like, like I don't want to be nagged. Yeah, I'd like to party with him, but like I would never want to like fucking. It's the same thing as Queen. Like I don't want to get nagged by Freddie Mercury for like. Yeah, I coming I up agree. with like bad shit. Yeah. Or like what he deems a bad as bad shit, but like it could it's probably bad shit com- like compared to what he could write. So uh, like, yes, I I think I would agree on both of those senses. I'm trying to think of a band that would just like I, would like accept I, me. Eagles was so bitter at the end. Yeah. That I I I would have zero interest in it. Um, and then Joe Walsh was too out of control for me to want to be just like hang out with him, even though I love him as a person. I think he's a great guy. Um. So I I would I would seriously say that of all the bands in history, I think the only bands that I ever want to be part of would be actually I take it back because I think uh Bob Seeger's Silver Bella band. I would love Oh to be my part god, of yeah. Band. I think that would be fucking awesome. I that is such a good choice actually. Yep. Bob Seeger, the, the fucking Detroit man, the Absolutely. fucking like Fucking made one of the best like sex fucking songs of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Night moves. Night moves is one of the best songs of all time, and and he just fucking. You are downplaying his fifty other hit songs, and then the fifty other B songs. I'm not downplaying. I'm saying Night Moves is like like probably his best song though. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you, but you're talking rambling gambling man against oh, the wind. Oh, oh, Main Street. Oh, uh, turn the page, turn like, like, yeah, 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 dude. Like, I, I am not saying Bob Seger is one of the best like rock and rollers like mm-hmm. that I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm just saying, like, night moves. Like, when you think of Bob Seger, you think of fucking night moves, I, and you yes, think of fucking yes. just like you fucking rolling up your pickup truck basically and just fucking just. <laughs> Fuck, fucking the girl of your dreams, basically. Yeah, that, that's that's what I think of in night moves, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, Tom Petty. Yeah, no, he's 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 one. He you'd have to do a lot of drugs with him, though. That's the only thing with him. I think that you'd have to do a lot of I drugs. Think that's with him. also probably. Fair. You have to you have to factor that in. Like, you have to do a lot of drugs with like these some of these people, and like Tom Petty's one of those people that did fucking hard hard drugs. And that's yeah, big time. He was a he was a heroin addict. He was a heroin addict, yeah. yeah. That's why I want to do Rolling Stones because I don't want to be Aerosmith. Like, I have zero interest. It's zero interest. I love Aerosmith or Rolling Stones. It's like you're talking about people that like, you know, they stole each other's wives and then forgave each other. Yeah, but really didn't. No, and it's kind of like oh yeah, like I couldn't. It's it's cringy. Yeah, it, it, it's cringy as shit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the same thing with Fleetwood Mac. So I'm uh, I'm trying to think of other seventy band. Yeah, you're talking about Skinner and mm, yeah, or um, Allman Brothers, and it's like I yeah I just Allman uh, Brothers is a good band, but like they also. <laughs> so I'm I I will stand by. I think um, top three bands for me that I want to be part of, and it's like I love Dylan and I love the band. But just the band, band is good. The band is good. Absolutely, but band dynamics that I want to be in, um, I I I will stand by the fact that I think my top three would be the Beatles, because they loved each other so much, and under that amount of pressure, and they were able to still last that long is incredible. But you have to be Liverpool. Uh, I they were all from Liverpool, so that's why like it's just yeah, like they all had yeah. that camaraderie. Yep. Um, I'd still stand by that. Um, 
and then um, Bob Seger, because I think Seger's just that's a, it, it's such a good choice. It, it, no, like yeah, no, genuinely good. You'd guy. have to do a lot of drugs as well, like, but like, like, I guess less drugs, yeah. <laughs> like, like than other bands. I guess I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about coke and heroin with the Beatles, anyway. So and and acid minimum. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know you get what you pay for, and then I'd say uh, my my last of the three is definitely the Foo Fighters, and I think if I had any preference, I think I would pick the Foo Fighters because I think anything that I come up with is like. I think it's fair game because I think that anyone in the Foo Fighters would just be like, cool, we're just going to make this better than you originally wrote it. Mm. But I don't think they're going to shoot down anything I come up with. Whereas the Beatles, it's like coming up with a song and then presenting it to Paul McCartney and shit my pants. Whereas I come up with a song and I bring a song to Dave Grohl in two seconds. I do that today and be confident and have Dave Grohl be like, we got something here. Whereas like I Never in a thousand years would I think that John Lennon would accept anything that I ever wrote. And that's not John Lennon's on a higher tier than Dave Grohl. It's just kind of personalities of Dave just has so much less of an ego. Mm. Uh, and he has that humility there. And I and I think that applies to, to Bob Seger, too. So, yeah, it's it's another huge point in, in favor of the Food Fighters, which is the kind of the whole conversation that we... The whole conversation that we just, like, wound about saying, like, just, like, the Food Fighters is, like, probably one of the most underrated, like, rock bands, like, of all time, I would say. And that's, um, you know, we came out of 60s, 70s rock with our parents, and then kind of they were raising kids through the 90s, so they did, they liked some music, but not others. Yeah. But they kind of grew up with that 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s rock. And then um, we had 2000s rock. And for for me, Foo Fighters were probably the best consistent band where they were able to, you know, we all had one or two hit wonders Mm. for the 2000s, but it was kind of the death of a consistent band that could just pump out yeah pump out good fucking song like good fucking good songs song. yeah it's like name another artist of the early 2000s who really did that in, in in a good rock fashion you can have pop artists that did it you know you plenty of people would argue britney did it but it's just or lady gaga and stuff like that and it's i i wouldn't disagree with their placement but i would say it's kind of a it's a different thing that we're talking about where I, I, I genuinely think that the Foo Fighters were consistently able to come out with great rock songs and it, it was cool. We had a band that was ours because our parents didn't really like it because they started out in the 90s and they were kind of more punk and then they kind of hit this like you guys are losers losing to this fake and rock all they're shit. doing is screaming and then you know the, it, it hit us. It did hit us, and like I and I appreciate them for that, and like they're like really beloved. I don't. I've never heard a person say like, "Oh, I don't like the Foo Fighters." I always, I've, I've really always like heard a person be like, "Oh, I like some of their songs." Like, yeah, they're they're okay. Mm-hmm. And then we have some of us like us that say like, "Oh, they're fucking awesome," because like they've either seen them live or they're just like really good fans. And like I just, I've never heard uh, a person say a bad. A bad word about the Foo Fighters, I would say. I think that's also true. I mean, I've heard a couple of people be like, ah, I didn't like their early stuff as much, and then their later stuff got better. And it's like, yeah, well, that applies to everyone who ever lived. <laughs> like, you know, when you I start know, out, you kind of suck. Like, you just like. And that's, uh, I, I think the. You know, besides the Beatles, like, you, you could say that, like, nah. oh. Even the Beatles got better. Abby Rose. Oh, you got you got better, but like they started out with fucking hits, and then like Elton John's probably the exception of the rule. The guy started out, and his first hit was your song, bro. And your um, song is his best best song song of all time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but but um, his fucking I don't know his his other stuff, uh, his later stuff now. I would say it's good too. It's I love that we're having kind of a uh, you know there were the there were the two thousands and then there were kind of the twenty tens, but it's a lot of these aging artists of the sixties seventies eighties, they're hitting their stride weirdly where it's kind of they're all doing their kind of funeral march in a in 
in the most respective way, respective way possible. No, they no, are. no, and like in kind of a in a sad way, but they're all going out with great tunes with like Elton John, Paul McCartney, The Who. They're all kind of coming out with these songs that are like, oh shit, an eighty year old man wrote that, and it's still pretty like even if it wasn't Paul McCartney, like this would be a good song. Um, and it's, it, it's the same thing with the Foo Fighters where it's kind of like, it's weird that we're still talking about them Yeah. 30 years later and they're still fucking awesome. They are. Thanks for listening to the Enlightened Podcast. We are brought to you by Anchor a subdivision of Spotify specifically for podcasting. Not only can we be found on Spotify, we can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or frankly, anywhere you can find a good podcast. We can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. We're working on getting a Snapchat together. And in the meantime, you can DM us any questions, thoughts, concerns, or just a review. We've gotten more than a couple so far, and they've been overwhelmingly positive, not to brag, but we're pretty happy about that. So if you have any other thoughts or opinions, please feel free to let us know. And in the meantime, like and subscribe for more content.